Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 455th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, a veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Patriots winning their third game in a row and fourth in the last five games to draw within a game of the Buffalo Bills, who shockingly lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6 to in the upset of the year so far in the NFL. So the Patriots are suddenly looking very dangerous. And after being written off just a few weeks ago as a playoff team by many, uh, they are now right there in the hunt. Mac Jones is easily the best looking rookie quarterback from the class of five or so that were drafted in the first round this past draft. And the new additions like tight end, Hunter Henry are really coming around. You all remember that the Patriots on day one of free agency, uh, basically for them, went wild signing free agents uh, in the first few hours. And a lot of those were on defense. And now the defense uh, and these off-season acquisitions are now clicking with the old guard like Dante Hightower and Devin McCourty to finally be a force. So it's uh, all happy, happiness in Patriot land these days. And, uh, you know, the Patriot fans, whatnot, media, a lot of them were saying that, you know, just give it time uh, and they'll gel. Uh, These were the optimists. And there was, as always in New England, plenty of pessimists. And they were none too happy with uh, the start. And, of course, this is all in the wake of Tom Brady. And everything is measured in the Brady era and the post-Brady era, which we're now in. And, uh, and it looks like the waiting game may have paid off for the Patriots. So it'll be interesting to see. And most importantly, uh, with the Jets and the Dolphins both having bad seasons in the AFC East, it is now clearly... Uh, the Bills and the Patriots, and uh, they still they play twice. Uh, they haven't played yet, so there's two games coming down the road between those two, and uh, they could turn out to be massive, including a home game in Foxborough for the Patriots the day after Christmas, December 26th. So that's already looming as a potential big game. So my bizarre story of the week are the NFL upsets yesterday, besides the Jags' shocker in beating the Bills. But these upsets included Denver going into Dallas and literally manhandling the Cowboys. They uh, Right off the jump, they just took the lead and just increased it and dominated the game from there. It was uh, impressive to see, especially when you put it in the wake of them trading their perennial all-pro, uh, Von Miller, to the Rams, who, by the way, did not look good. Miller was in street clothes last night on Sunday Night Football. And the Rams lost, of course, to the Titans, who looked great. Um, and the other, another upset was Atlanta topping the Saints, 27-25, with a buzzer-beater 
tell, uh, touchdown and extra point. And uh, that sealed the deal. Matt Ryan uh, taking care of business and really uh, shocking the Saints and all NFL followers with that. We also had the Giants beating the Raiders, uh, who continue to just get bad news uh, in the wake of the John Gruden controversy and stepping down as coach. Uh, Henry Ruggs III, their uh, speedy wide receiver, uh, was involved and charged with... uh, with the death of a, in a DWI out in Las Vegas, where he's apparently reportedly going 156 miles per hour. Uh, a woman died in the accident, and, uh, and the Raiders cut him uh, within a day. So a lot going on there with the Raiders, uh, and we'll see how that all turns out. And my low light of the week is the... Aaron Rodgers saga of what was he or was he not vaccinated? He, of course, famously now used the word uh, when asked in August if he was vaccinated, responded with um, immunized. And that has just led to a gigantic controversy, uh, the, the big topic of the week, uh, as he tested positive for COVID and was uh, pretty much immediately ruled out of the game. Yesterday, which the Packers lost to the Chiefs in the late window yesterday, uh, it was a good game, thirteen to seven. The uh, the Chiefs won, and of course, it was the first time for uh, the controversial pick a couple years ago of Jordan Love as a quarterback, the backup quarterback, which Rodgers was none too happy about when it happened, and. Uh, Probably, perhaps as much as any single factor led to his off-season controversy where he uh, wanted to get out of Green Bay and they reached an agreement where he would be in a position after the season to move on if he so chooses. And uh, anyway, Jordan Love uh, did not look great. I mean, that could have had a tremendous effect on the Packers' view of Rodgers staying or leaving at the end of the year. Um, and again, this week was just a gigantic controversy. Uh, Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and defended his position and talked about why he had used that word. And uh, so just a, a fascinating situation. And no surprise, because things are always fascinating. With Aaron Rodgers, there's always, it seems, certainly these days and throughout his career, a, a swirl surrounding him, and uh, and that continues. Um, uh, maybe, well, it was obviously the off-season topic of the off-season, and now it was the topic of the week, and it will continue, I think, to be a topic. Um, it looks like he will be eligible for the next game. I think he's eligible like the day before the next Packers game. So always worth following to say the least. And another uh, controversial situation in the NFL was Odell Beckham Jr. uh, reaching an agreement with the Browns uh, where they decided to part ways. I think he went on waivers this morning. Every team will have a shot at him if they pick up his salary, which I believe is like 7 million. Uh, And whoever, if anybody picks him up, they'll be obligated to pay that salary. But if he goes through waivers, uh, then he's free to sign with any team. So that will be that will bear watching uh, throughout the day, to say the least. And uh, also want to just say hats off to the Atlanta Braves in winning the World Series in Game Six. Uh, was all excited to tune into that back in Houston, where Houston had won in Atlanta. Game five last Saturday night when um, when they, the Braves started off with a grand slam. Uh, we're up 4 nothing before he knew it. And all credit to the Astros, they just fought back. 
and won that game, and they're heading to Houston, and everybody's thinking uh, they might win game six and seven. The Braves had a 3-2 lead, heading back to Houston. Uh, and shockingly, the Braves just utterly dominated that game to win the World Series. First time since the 90s, 99, I believe. And, uh, it, you know, they just put on a show. They're very impressive how they did it. They, of course, got hot in August when they were down, made some moves at the trade deadline at the end of July. And they were the perennial hot team rolling into the playoffs. I think they had the worst record of any team in the postseason. And it was, uh, you know, fascinating to see uh, how they basically went into Houston to clinch. And, of course, the Red Sox uh, just fell apart um, with the... uh, with the series with the Astros uh, from beating the Yankees in the playoff game, which I attended to man to easily handling the Tampa Bay Rays best record in the American league to, uh, to then going up on the Astros where they hit three grand slams in two games and looked just unbeatable. One of the hottest hitting streaks of maybe in, in the, in postseason history. And uh, and then the bats went silent, and I do mean silent. So the game five, we went into game five at Fenway, and a mere half hour from where I live in Boston, and basically uh, they were just shut down. I think it was two hits that night, and I went from one of the great sports events I've ever attended, that being, of course, the Yankees Red Sox playoff game, which I waited since 1978 for, uh, when that the famous Bucky Dent game, and I said then, uh, if they ever played a winner-take-all game again in Fenway, I would do everything possible to be there. I was there again, one of the great sports events I've ever attended. Fenway was rocking like I haven't seen it rock since 2004 when they broke the curse, and I was equally excited for Game Five. At Fenway, always uh, uh, a turning point in any series. And it was just as silent as I've ever seen Fenway. Um, And the Astros just simply dominated that game. And uh, Fenway was like a morgue that that evening. It was a perfect starting time of 5 o'clock. And... uh, just so, so disappointing. Uh, so, the you, you know, the upshot of the whole thing is that, uh, that you, you know, again, they were setting records. No team had ever hit three grand slams in the postseason, let alone back-to-back games, and uh, as they did against Houston. And uh, we're just one of the hottest hitting teams I think anybody can ever recall. And they have... Some records to prove it, especially Kiki Hernandez, who just put on a show with what he was doing. He was just seemingly getting a hit every time he stepped to the plate, including home runs. And then, boom, it just, they went in, the the turning point was they went in, I think it was game four, they were in Fenway, they're ahead two to one, everybody's thinking they win this game, they're up. Three to one, and they're going to take the next game in Fenway, game five, which I referenced that I attended. And I had bought the ticket before game four, trust me. And uh, and it was two to one heading into the eighth when uh, Jose Altovi hit a home run, tied it up. I think everybody at watching that game and attending that game strongly felt, I know I did, that the Red Sox were going to win that game two to one. Uh, so Altuve ties it, it's 2-2, two to two. and then the Astros promptly, Altuve's home run was in the top of the eighth, and in the top of the ninth, the Astros scored like seven runs to put the game away, but more importantly, they changed the series, uh, and the Red Sox simply never recovered from that. They just didn't, and uh, so uh, it was a fun ride exceeded expectations in many ways. Uh, beating the Yankees always satisfies 
the Boston fans, needless to say, that if, if they lost to the Rays after that playoff win with the Yankees, they more than likely would have been uh, uh, satisfied, Red Sox fans. But, uh, of course, you'd get greedy, especially when they handle the Rays pretty easily. Uh, but it was a great postseason, um, to say the least. And, uh, again, hats off to the Braves. So now, let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A Braveheart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice of America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. And you, as always, had another exciting weekend. Uh, you saw a great game, a little bit unexpectedly. With uh, You were attended, you covered the Alabama-LSU game, which basically went down to the last play with LSU having a chance to uh, tie and or win. And uh, Alabama defense rose to the occasion. So how was it? Yeah, John, I think people forget that LSU is one of the few teams in America. There's a handful that can match up with Alabama. They still have quite a bit of talent, even though their defense was decimated by injury. I mean, they're just like Alabama. They recruited well uh, for the backups and just just not players that have a a lot of experience. But they rose up to the occasion. They played valiantly and gave Alabama fits, especially defensively. They held Alabama 26 carries, uh, six yards. I mean, that's including the minus 22. They've sacked Bryce Young four times. But when, when was the last time a Nick Saban team 
rushed for six yards for the entire right. game. I mean, that's just not just Alabama playing poorly. That's some pretty good defense. No doubt about it. And AP, I watched the game, needless to say, on Saturday night. And, you know, I was very impressed with the Alabama crowd. They always have 100,000-plus at their games. But let's face it, Alabama's been so good over the years that not all the games go down to the final couple of plays like this one against especially an arch rival like LSU. Uh, And I really noticed the crowd was as loud as I can remember hearing from Tuscaloosa in a long time. Uh, granted, watching on TV. Yes, they, they had a, a reason to cheer at the end uh, for their team and, and coax them to hold on for dear life. I mean, the balance was, uh, uh, the, you, know, you know, the game was in the balance there at the end. If one pass would have tied it, and an extra point would have put them ahead 21 to 20, but Alabama held on. And uh, the last time that Alabama had. Uh, I think zero points in the first quarter was against Chattanooga, one of those sleeper-type games, and they right. really didn't want to play. I mean, the players, and so I think right. it was 2016 they mentioned in the broadcast. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It's been that long. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, it's one of the great rivalries uh, in American sports, certainly in college football. Uh, uh, you know, Alabama, LSU, it has meant so much so often, probably in the last decade or so, national championship has been kind of on the line and at least two or three of them, you know, game of the century type games. And then, of course, last year. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and then last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. John, yeah, John, John, this game, I just can't interrupt you. This wasn't the game of the century, the game of the year, the game of the month, the game of the week. It wasn't the game of the day. But it proved right. to be... Uh, you know, quite a matchup. Uh, the LSU played their heart out and came up a little bit short. But, John, another thing in the scoring department, Alabama had scored 30 points. I think it was 34 or 35 straight games. That was a record, and that was uh, not for Saturday night's game, though. Right, right. I know. It's uh, You never know in college football, to say the least. So Alabama is now 8-1. and one. Hard to believe that many games have been played, AP, quite frankly. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, where'd the season go, right? And, uh, <laughs> and you know, this is the football writers' poll, and they're firmly ensconced now at number two. And for the top four, they're the only team with a loss. So Georgia looked awesome yet again, undefeated, number one. And then Oklahoma is number three, and Cincinnati is number four. Again, this is the football writer's poll. So as as we yeah. all know, the, the one that counts, uh, the CFP playoff committee put Cincinnati at six. So we'll see how that all turns out. But, um, but uh, you know, the upset of the day was clearly Purdue beating Michigan. And uh, luckily, AP, my Apple Watch sends me notifications when there's a close game occurring in any sport. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, 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 so I, I got the uh, I got the notification, uh, right? And was able to just flip the channel right over to that game. And boy, Purdue upset team of the year. Uh, they beat Iowa when they were number two team in the country, and then yeah. they take down Michigan State the week after. You know, the week after Michigan, they took down. Iowa the week after they beat Penn State, Michigan State the week after they beat Michigan. So, uh, again, good for Purdue. You know, it's it's a program that, you know, it, we kind of grew up with that was good. And it's nice to see them doing this, to say the least. Yes, yes. John, I think I remembered way back to 1967, if I can recall, yep. 68 maybe, that Purdue with Leroy Keyes beat Notre Dame. That's it, AP, yeah, I remember it, like, like when I, when I, Yeah. I was a kid, and, and, and that was and like... even, yeah, big game, right? It was like the upset of the century at the time. It really was. It was just so shocking, yeah. and those were the great, you know, Arab Parsegian teams that, you know, were with the rebroadcast every Sunday morning, so, you know, with Lindsey Nelson, and, you know, they were just really a thing, and I remember that, like, that game was seismic when Purdue and Leroy Keys 
beat, uh, you know, beat Notre Dame that particular year. And uh, so you have a good memory, but I remember remember it also. I'm, I'm glad you jogged my memory with that, <coughs> with that one, AP. Yeah, they, and they have a history. There's a number of games. I mean, uh, I can't, you know, I don't have them all in front of me, but they're, they have a history of upsetting uh, top five teams. Yeah, well, they have a history of great quarterbacks, too, you know, whether it's Mike Phipps, yes. uh, a guy named Drew Brees. Sometimes I think people forget he played for <laughs> Purdue. Um, right. Bob Greasy, right? Yes. Bob Greasy. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it? Was, was that the? Yeah, yeah, that was Bob Greasy with in way back as him and maybe what, I second think. in the Heisman or something, right? Yeah, I think it was like I think we're talking like 1964, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. So right. they have a great history of quarterbacks, and they have a great history of upsets. I'll throw one out that you'll remember for sure. Uh, just a, a few years back, when they beat Ohio State uh, in West Lafayette, Indiana, where they where Purdue's located, and, you know, it was, uh, the, the game was dedicated to a Purdue student who had cancer, and that was one of the most emotional yes. games I can ever remember, and they just rose to the occasion and basically ran all over Ohio State and Urban Meyer that night. I'll never forget that. Right, right. And, and John, as you mentioned, Ohio State, they have to visit Columbus this weekend, and I don't know. I mean, sure, certainly by now, Ohio State has to be prepared for Purdue. Purdue is playing out of Ohio State this Saturday, right? Iowa, Michigan State, yeah. Right, they're playing Saturday. So uh, certainly Ohio State, I, I would think that they would be ready for this game. It would be unimaginable for anybody, let alone Ohio State in the same conference, to take Purdue lightly. And they now, Purdue now, has a chance at the, uh, at the I think it's Big Ten West uh, co-championship, so to speak, to play in the Big Ten title game. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that could be, uh, th- that could turn out to be a great game uh, with Purdue and Ohio State because Purdue has that fabulous receiver, by the way, who has just had the game of his Bell. life. Yeah, he's like, yes, Bell. Uh, you know, I'll admit I wasn't overly familiar with him, and as soon as I saw a couple plays, you know, especially as uh, Michigan State was starting to close the gap a little, Purdue just came right back, and I looked at that guy and said, boy, well, he'll definitely be playing on Sundays. No doubt about that, which he will be. Yeah, yeah, I think he's about, yeah, I think he's about 6'2", 200. He's from uh, Warren Central High School, I believe that is, in Indianapolis, so he's a hometown product. Right. A home state product, so uh, and I think he'll be definitely an All-American candidate, first team probably. Because yeah. John, you have to realize that he's probably getting double team, and he's still making these catches. You know, he's, he's the focus focus of the opposing defense. Right, and right when Michigan State was starting to again apply pressure, and you know, clearly hoping that you know that would cause Purdue to fold, as it were, and uh, and that guy come up with a, a fabulous catch and run and he put on, you know, a move and just left one defender in his wake. And then he put on a second move that was spectacular, but you know, to the Michigan state's credit, they're, they're, they're they, they made that tackle, but nonetheless, it was down to 10 yard line right. and that pretty much, you know, led to a touchdown, which pretty much sealed the deal. So it was good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and just again, thanks to Apple Watch, I got to watch it, and uh, and it was really uh, tremendous to see. And uh, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our first break already. So why don't we take that now? We have a ton more to get to, and we will do so on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. 
From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's The Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., as always, we talked Alabama football in the previous segment. You attended the uh, awesome uh, game between LSU and Alabama that basically went down to the final play with Alabama winning. Um, but, you know, speaking of Alabama and switching here to the NFL, Mac Jones uh, is just doing a great job up in New England. They won their third straight for their, their fourth out of the last five with the Bills shockingly being upset in the upset of the year, by the way. Uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Patriots are only a game behind, and they still have two games against each other, the Bills and the Patriots. And AP, I know you think highly of Mac Jones, as does everybody in New England these days, trust me. Uh, but it's nice to see, bottom line, Mac Jones is clearly the best of the group of five first-round quarterback draft picks. Three quarterbacks were taken ahead of him, maybe even four, but he was 15th, I know that. Uh, in the first round. Uh, you have to be pleased, AP. He, he's doing... He, he is who we thought he could be, and he's turning into that guy. Um, total command of the offense in a short time, and doesn't make mistakes, and, you know, good for him. It's, it's nice to see, you know, the Patriots rounding back into form. Yeah, John, I think Mac has done... A fabulous job with the team. He's had, he's made his mistakes, but I think oh, yeah. as a rookie quarterback in the NFL, that I, I think he's been exceptional, and he shows a lot of promise and poise. And you've seen him make some terrific throws as he did at Alabama in college. And I don't think there's any reason to believe that Matt Jones is going to be a very good NFL quarterback uh, as long as he's under the tutelage of a, an offensive coordinator that understands his capabilities. Exactly right. And as we speak with ESPN, I'm what to have ESPN on here in the background of my office and Matthew Judon, uh, quite possibly the best of the Patriots free agent acquisitions. He's been good since day one, linebacker from the Ravens. 
but now, yeah, suddenly the Patriots are getting some love. And uh, AP, you know, to this point, uh, you know, just I think Mac Jones' signature moments were against the Cowboys, where he, uh, you know, he threw a pick six, and then on the next play threw a 75-yard touchdown pass. Uh, and, you know, I, I just think that that's his signature play, signature kind of comeback. The two plays literally back-to-back. Uh, won't soon be forgotten, but in the same light, I, I think, you know, Mac Jones has a possibility to, uh, you know, supplant that as a signature play if he keeps on playing like he is because he is, uh, he's money for now, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think John, the phrase that I heard Coach Bryant use many years ago to Alabama, uh, he mentioned about his team, I think win, lose, or draw, they will represent you well. And that's Correct. the way I feel about Mac Jones every time he takes the field. Uh, win, lose, or draw, he will he will represent you and, and give his very best. And and uh, I, I just have, have just thoroughly enjoyed watching him progress as a quarterback. Since he, about two years ago, he came in for Tua Tunga Vailoa and yep. was on the road at Auburn. And even though they lost, as you said, he had some bad plays in that game, but a pick six, uh, two of them actually. But he brought his team all the way back to, to tie the game, win the game, and they missed the, the field goal, hit the crossbar. I believe that was the scenario. So, Matt Jones, he's going to keep on playing and, and make winning plays after something, some adversity, after he's faced some adversity. I mean, that's. I've I saw it in, at the collegiate level, and you now have seen it at the pro level in its first year. Yes, and again, that's kind of what we all hoped for. I don't. I think it'd be a stretch to say we expected this, but given his style of play, um, we all were hoping for it. And here we are in week eight, whatever, halfway through the season, and he's doing what everybody's highest expectations were at this point, which is simply. You know, competing for the AFC East, that's what it really comes down to. And that's exactly what the Patriots are now doing. And there was kind of a crazy play in yesterday's game with, with a, like a dirty play with Mac Jones's foot or something to that effect. Well, yeah, there was a strip sack and the ball was loose and he thought the linebacker, I mean, Bill, Bill Belichick has been asked this a couple of times in the last 24 hours. Uh, but he thought he, Matt believed that the linebacker had the ball, so he grabbed a hold of his ankle. And, of course, the linebacker's trying to get loose, or the, or the defensive player's trying to get loose, and he, he ended up with a twisted ankle. Well, there's nothing dirty about Matt Jones, the way he plays ball. I mean, no he way. was just on the ground. He didn't know if he had the ball or not. And he said, well, if he has the ball, I better try to tackle him. So he grabbed his ankle. Now, may, I, don't, I haven't the reports about what Mac said if they've had, had a chance to ask him about the play particularly, but uh, Mac Jones is not a person, when you think of dirty plays, his name comes up. And, oh, gosh, uh, no. To grab somebody's ankle in, in the sport of football, unless you twist it on purpose, uh, that's not the first time it's going to happen in, in the Patriots game, and it won't be the last time. So to say it's a dirty play and they have this, ref- this inference that Mac was part of such a, a, a Dastardly thing is outrageous in my mind. In my mind, it is. I mean, I think it's. There's a lot of dirty plays in football. That wasn't one of them. Right, and you would know. You watched him play uh, yeah. his whole career yeah. at Alabama, and you know the thought of yeah Mac Jones. I'd, I'd be the first the one to sentence. tell you. Yes. Yeah, uh, John. I'd be the first one to tell you if it was dirty play. I mean, I call like you I see be. it. But, yeah, uh, that's what I believe. No, Mac Jones' dirty play in the same sentence is nearly laughable. I mean, he, he, he's literally the antithesis yeah. of that, the, the opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so fun to see, you know, Alabama quarterbacks, you know, interesting. They're, they're, you know, they're just front and center. I mean, whether it's Jalen Hurts or uh, Tua down in Miami. Um, right. You, you know, they're just, uh, you know, and they're all – basically the same group. I mean, they were basically all kind of played together, so to speak, yeah. in various ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and, nice to and see. they all have interesting storylines, John. Very interesting, to say the least. Um, so, yeah. Now, Tua, the Dolphins won yesterday. Uh, 
for the first time in a while. They beat the Texans. Right. A win is a win is a win, as they say. And the Dolphins needed that. Right. They really yeah. did. They needed to get back on track. And yeah. let's not yeah. forget, I was there at the season opener when the Dolphins beat the Patriots in Foxborough this year. Uh, yeah. And yes. uh, that was a bit of a shocker in and of itself, um, to say the least. But Tua right. is uh, right. fun to watch. He was injured yesterday. Yeah, he was injured yesterday, and the replacement quarterback, you know, won the game. But I, right. I still think Tua is a capable quarterback, and he can win some games for the Dolphins. But like anybody, he needs support. I mean, he, you can't have just – if you, you know, you have average receivers, and you expect Tua to be Superman out there, it's not going to happen. You've know, you got to get some, some better ball players. And I, I, I mean, of course, Tua, Tua at Alabama had all those number one receivers. Right, I know, I know. More draft choices, yeah. Yeah, well, you, you yeah, know. Not just um, with the average, yeah. And no surprise with everything these quarterbacks deal with. You know, Tua had to deal with the strong chatter of the Dolphins going after Deshaun Watson in Houston uh, for quarterback. Yes. And, of course, it didn't happen. The trade deadline has come and gone. That's not to no. say it won't happen, but uh, it didn't happen. Um by the right. trade deadline, that's for sure. So, yeah, it's just kind of a lot to uh, – it's a lot to deal with. Nobody – no quarterback likes to be dealing with that outside noise. That's for darn sure. No, and they prolonged it. I mean, they let it ride until the deadline. And then I think the owner, as I have read and heard, I think he made the decision to stay away from Deshaun Watson. Right, right. Exactly what I heard as well. Um, well, AP uh, and Jalen Hurts, you know, he's, uh, y- you know, what can you say? The Eagles let Carson Wentz go, traded him to the Colts. Uh, that's how much trust they had in Jalen Hurts. He's doing well, a little up and down, but all in all, I mean, he's the man. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, so. and they had a close loss yesterday. I guess he brought him back. Was it a field goal to tie the game, I, I yep. think it was. And they ended up losing in the end. Exactly right. Exactly right, AP. Well, AP, we're, we're at the end of our second segment together. And uh, why don't we take our final break? Still a lot more to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. to Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Bears-Steelers game from Pittsburgh. Uh, AP, got to love this matchup uh, on, Mon- on Monday Night Football. If, if you like old school, you got to like this matchup. Uh, two teams whose calling card has basically always been defense. So it's going to be fun to watch these two slug it out. Oh yeah, John, it'll be fun. I'm, you know, of course, I'm have a interest in watching Najee Harris, the running back for formerly right. of Alabama with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'll have my eyes tuned in this evening. Yes, well, AP, he's on my fantasy team. I took him with my second pick in the draft of my fantasy team, and I don't want to bore anybody. Nobody likes to hear other people talk about their fantasy team, but since you mentioned it, so Najee Harris is. A lot of people were, eyebrows were raised when I chose an, a rookie who had never played an NFL game with such a high pick. And uh, let's just say it's paying off. He is uh, <laughs> spectacular, to say the least, especially as a receiver. That's like the bonus. Um, but yeah, yeah. It should be, it, it's going to be fun. And Najee's having a great year. It's a great start to his NFL career with the Steelers. And it's exactly what they needed him to do and there's no surprise AP obviously that's what I was just referring to I expected him to be good and he's good probably exceeding expectations I'd say right right oh yeah Najee's excellent out of the backfield and yep. big you know 6'3 or so 230 so and he's very dependable and he's going to give you everything he has when he's running the football he'll try to run around you try to run by you try to run through you whatever way he can to pick up yardage for his team and give the maximum effort. Right. Or hurdle you as he did with his, perhaps his signature play from his college career when he (laughs) hurdled a guy. And I think it was the college football playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, like big game. It was against Notre Dame. And, but he did it a number of times at Alabama, the Notre Dame game, particularly on the sidelines in Arlington, Texas, in the college football play semifinal of, 2020, yes. Okay. Well, switching subjects a bit, but transitioning by saying one team, team that is not exceeding expectations or coming anywhere close to meeting them is, of course, the Florida Gators. As I said at the top of the show, I'm here in Florida. It's a gigantic topic as they got smoked in South Carolina on Saturday night and uh, fired two coaches today, assistant coaches. Um, so, yeah, Gator Nation, not happy. I can tell you that, being down here in Florida, to say the least. No, John, you're, you're right. They fired Tom, Todd Grantham, the defensive coordinator, and uh, John Hevesy. Uh, I'm trying to pronounce his name correctly. I apologize if I didn't. No problem. But he's the um, the offensive co-offensive coordinator for the run game, run game coordinator. So when he's been with um, Dan Mullen probably since I'm thinking Bowling Green way back 20 years ago. Right. And that's caught my eye as well, AP, that it was a longtime Mullen uh, associate who who went today, uh, a 20-year association. And AP, I guess all I can say is it seems like a lifetime ago that they were, uh, you know, on the verge of upsetting Alabama or when game that went down to the final play with the Gators botched sure did. when the, when the sure quarterback did. Uh, couldn't decide if he wanted to keep it or hand it off. But bottom line, Alabama stopped him at the goal line and that's how the game ended. And uh, 
But, you know, at that point, basically, even though Florida lost that game, everybody was saying like, oh, okay, well, Florida's good. And uh, it hasn't turned out that way, certainly not on Saturday night. No, no. And, John, to just kind of tie this in with all the other schools in Florida, in our lifetime, did we ever think Miami, Florida, Florida State would have trouble winning football games? I, there's no way in my wildest imagination I would think that all three would be in trouble. Exactly. And, AP, that's exactly the theme down here. That is exactly uh, very perceptive of you because that is exactly what we're hearing on the news reports like uh, and let's just say you know football loving florida talent rich florida yes. you know and uh where the best high school players in america uh you know are playing and uh yes. too many are going elsewhere or they three big florida schools wouldn't be in this position but uh ap we shall see but you know uh uh, at least it got somewhat tempered, AP, by the Jaguars' stunning upset of the Bills, believe it or not. Um, that, right, really, right. That, that was really a hot topic, and to a certain degree, yes. kind of switched, you know, switched the Florida narrative where people were focusing on that last night rather than perseverating the next day over Florida. Um, that's how big an upset the Jaguars were, and... Uh, I'll just end the show here by saying, you know, who would have ever thought that the Jaguars would be, you you know, the the bearer (laughs) of good news and the Gators would be, uh, shall we say, not. (laughs) Uh, World turned upside down here in here in the Sunshine State. Absolutely, John. Yeah, that's uh, I I don't know what irony of all ironies, I guess. Indeed, it is. Uh, Oh, by the way, just a couple weeks after the. Urban Meyer controversy where his job literally right. seemed in jeopardy. And here they are winning, the, pulling the upset of the year yesterday. So crazy world, AP, uh, <laughs> to say the least. That's football. We, that's why we love it. Um, oh, yes. AP, absolutely. Oh, no doubt. AP, I can't thank you enough for calling in. Great job. Love to hear your uh, on-site perspective from and all games with Alabama LSU one of the games of the weekend for sure. And you were there and appreciate you as always providing your expertise. Thank you, John. It's always my pleasure. Really appreciate it. And thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to all around sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.